Okay, hello everyone, welcome back to what? <laughs> hello everyone. <laughs> Hi guys. Alan and his bullshit, like he has turned me into a YouTuber now. Hi guys, welcome back to Even More Eyes. <laughs> he said he appreciated the he appreciated positivity. It. I swear to God, I was so annoyed. Well, he's he's going to enjoy this one. <laughs> Okay, hi guys, welcome back to Even More Eyes. I put it that way because it rhymes and it kind of sounds nice and it really does make me sound like a YouTuber. Uh, we are going to be just doing like a speed run of all the Jurassic Park related films in anticipation of the new one that's coming out. And it's going to be a bit of a speed run, really similar to our Spider-Man speed run, but I've called it the Dinosaur Deep Dive, even though it's not a deep dive, we're just literally going to dip our toes into the pool. And then, um, <laughs> skirt the surface. We're just going to skirt as the surface. As quickly as possible. Because we really don't have time to like <laughs> evaluate this way too much. So uh, we're going to begin with Jurassic Park 1, or the Jurassic Park, which came out in what, 1990? I can't remember. 1993. What. 1993, Steven old enough. Spielberg. Yes, Steven Spielberg. And... I mean, this is obviously a nostalgia hits differently series, but you can already tell from my tone how I feel about this one. <laughs> so, um, what do you remember about this, James? Uh, as a kid, this was probably one of my favourite mm. films yeah. um, that came out in that time. Uh, one I remember watching quite a few times. Yeah. The only thing really is John Williams' score, mm. dinosaurs that were... Uh, as is the the trope of the film uh, attacking but there was just some really iconic moments like the Tyrannosaurus Rex attacking yeah. the cars you've got the raptors in the kitchen I really didn't care as a kid for the ethics or the science or anything yeah. like that of this it was just like yeah just, just get past the boring bit where yeah, yeah. They're, they're talking about the plot yeah. uh, just, I want to see the dinosaurs I want to see the dinosaurs yeah. so yeah I think as a kid this was one that stood out for that reason it was the yeah. first sort of horror action adventure yeah. thing with some you know likeable characters I guess and yeah that's what stood out to me most yeah, yeah. pretty similar vibes actually because all I really got was I didn't really again understand the plot realistically I just knew they ended up in a place <laughs> with dinosaurs and the dinosaurs were eating people and that was scary that was literally yeah. all I really took out of the film it was you know Jurassic Park is one of like the classics or the greats from Steven Spielberg and it did have quite a lot of quite realistic looking like how they animated the dinosaurs especially considering yeah. how old this film was it was great in that sense it was kind of believable for me as a child and everything and I did quite enjoy it on that front mm. but realistically it didn't really take much out of it in terms of plot line no. I just knew there were dinosaurs and people running and screaming and <laughs> basically that well, it, yeah. that was it having to revisit this now in anticipation of the new film I wasn't sure what to expect when I began but it all went south after about 15 minutes <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's get into it so let's get into it so, um, yeah what did I take out of this film uh mm, this film gave me vibes of capitalism, colonialism, and narcissism. And the, those are the three elements that make this film possible. In fact, let's replace narcissism with psychopathy because something <laughs> is very wrong with everybody yes. involved in this film. Like, mm. what is wrong with these people? Like, every time I was watching the film, that was all that was kept going through my head. It's like, what is wrong with these people? Like, what is actually wrong with these people? Mm. So, like I said, three elements. I'm going to break them down into why those are the three elements of the film and why I think these elements carry on into like the subsequent ones. Mm -hmm. They just come in different levels and flavors. First thing, colonialism. This entire film did not happen on U.S. soil. So they just decided to create this experimental project off in Costa Rica. 
I didn't think that that was accidental because there was always the option that this thing might fail. But when it fails, who is going to bear the consequences? Likely the Costa Rican government, uh, government and all the people who are living on that side of the world. So they just very nicely took this completely unnecessary cash gravy project, placed it in a place with zero risk to themselves where they had all the rights and the audacity to just absorb land mm -hmm. that basically belongs to a completely different political jurisdiction. And then when everything went to shit, what did they do? Hopped back on their ships and flew back home. Yes. And yes. left it there. Yes. I'm yes. like, smells like colonialism to me yes. because that's yeah. literally what happened every time. You know, white people decided to go somewhere, exploit something, drop something, make a mess. Yeah. And then when shit hit the fan, yeah. hopped back on their vehicles and went home Bye -bye. and left the mess. Yeah. For the, <laughs> at, at that point, I was like, bruh, I'm ready to fight somebody. This is pissing me off already. Second part. Capitalism. Capitalism. Like, wow. duh. <laughs> like the entire premise of this was we are going to resurrect dinosaurs because it looks so cool and people are going to spend a lot of money to see it. Yes, yes. That's the only yes, reason yes, these dinosaurs yeah. were resurrected. Like they weren't done for advancing science. They, were, they used scientific advances for a cash grab and it's really great that Jeff Goldblum's character said this very explicitly. Yes, yeah. You didn't develop any of this. You have yeah. no responsibility for it. You just took this, turned it into a thing that you could slap onto a, a lunchbox. Onto a yeah. lunchbox and make money. I was like, this is oh, just yeah. like yeah, yeah, capitalism yeah, yeah. at its finest. You just decided to play with science, really advanced science mm. that could have been used for any number of other applications and just turned it into, you know what? Zoos are boring. So last um, century. Let's bring back something that comes from an entirely different era which we have no <laughs> capacity to control and pay you a large amount of money to see it because yeah. that's great for us yes, that was, yes, that yes, was yes, the yes, rationale yeah, yeah. and then thirdly psychopathy and I'm saying narcissism slash psychopathy because there was no reason to do this like the untold dangers of this yes like the yeah. benefits of a dinosaur theme park are tiny compared to the absolute hellscape that yeah. you, cre you could create if all this goes wrong but none of that was enough of a deterrent and that's what bothered me within that there were layers of psychopathy yes. to these characters because there was that other guy who obviously had to die the fat guy who oh uh, uh Wayne Knight yes Wayne yeah, Knight's who character plays Dennis Nedry. who, 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 who plays yeah, Dennis yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so like Dennis was just another layer of a psychopath because he yes. was just like combining those two issues of capitalism well, he, wasn't, he wasn't paid enough because he wasn't paid yeah, enough he and like, he decided that you know what will make me more money selling, selling this technology to... that is already problematic yeah. to the next highest bidder yeah. and for that to happen I'm going to destroy this entire park shut it down leaves everybody else to die while he tries to run off in some I'm just like what's wrong with everyone so like the person who established this theme park has problems yeah Dennis also has problems and eventually everything goes to shit people are getting eaten and dying and what do they do Every man fuck for himself. Off. Yeah. They just fuck off. Like, by the time we got to the end of the film, I was just like, fuck this entire film. Fuck everybody who was involved in this project. Nostalgia hit very different this time because I was not a fan. I was so angry. Mm. Like, I got to the end of the film and I, I was like, everyone wasn't killed by dinosaurs. They were killed by capitalism and greed. <laughs> I wasn't even sure what else to feel. I just felt very irritated. Mm. By, but I'm not going to, like, pass the buck over to James to give us his review because <laughs> that's mine. Well, I, I think um, in terms of capitalism, yeah, that was definitely an aspect of the film I noticed more this time, mm. especially that round table conversation. Yeah. Suddenly took on a whole... Well, it suddenly revealed itself to me because as a kid, like I said, it was you just... You don't really just, care. Oh, come on, yeah, just get, get back to the dinosaurs, please. Yeah. 
Though what I will say, where I'm slightly different in terms of the take, except for the end of the film, which really is just like you said, every man for himself, the the, the psychopathic white billionaire who's, yeah. who's sort of looking sadly at his you know, cane while while all this chaos and death has happened on the island we're meant to somehow feel... Sorry for you. Sorry for you. I, 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 do, I do think the end of the film d- does not make a very good case for... Uh, f- and the subsequent ones are even worse. Yeah. What I will say is I do think the film has an awareness of this, hence it has... Yeah. Obviously, Jeff Goldblum's character, who's yeah. constantly putting this stuff out. And I think that what you do see in the film is the fact that these excesses, either through Nedry, who's just a complete like, mm. you know, opportunist, I don't think the film reflects very well on the whole setup of this park, hence yeah. why then it is overwhelmed by the dinosaurs. Yeah. And so the other part of the film for me that stood out and may have been my first kind of interaction as a kid, even though I was fully aware of it, was the idea of man's hubris in relation to nature and to these things that actually can't be controlled, can't be packaged and corporatised. So I do think there's an aspect of the film which is very aware of this fact. Mm. But like you said, I think in the end it does become very like okay we're just going to shove everyone onto the helicopters you can survive and get out of there and of course there is no sense the film is aware of the colonial aspects that you're talking about because it's very similar to things like what happened in the Pacific Islands Marshall Islands and the Chagos Islands for the UK I mean who did anyone live on this island ever before I mean the the whole the whole sort of premise that this is built on is there yeah Um, I think the only other thing I noticed this time round was there's a real sort of thing about family in it as well. I know this is classic Spielberg schmaltz. Yeah, yeah. And I I was trying to connect that with, again, these ideas of nature, like you've got to respect nature, we are servant to nature and so on. so at the beginning of the film, Sam Neill and Laura Dern, they're, we're not, they're kind of in a relationship, it's not really yeah. clear. He definitely doesn't want kids. Yeah. He eschews his, that duty, if you like, or that idea that he, he's, you know, he should be a father. He puts yeah. his career above it. And by the end of the film, we go from A to B, yeah. where he's kind of bonded with the kids. And, and now it's like him and Laura Dern, and uh, he's got the two kids there. Mm. And I just don't know. I was a bit struck by this, that... There's something about you must assume once again the role of even though they're the surrogate parents the role of the nuclear family. Yeah. There's something about that also being very set, yeah. as in like so humans don't fuck around with nature, and in our own social relationships don't fuck around. There's a very even though again we know that this is a construct, you know mm. about about ways that families should form. There are so many different varieties of yeah. family, etc. All uh, all the fact that you should reject the fact that you may want kids and yeah. maybe you'd want to do other things. That seemed to me to be also in this film, and uh, that's the only other thing that stood out for me. Yeah. I still found the first three quarters of the film. I thought the filmmaking itself, how Spielberg makes the film, mm. the things that he's doing, uh, like especially to build tension, yeah. the look of it is, you know, we it's still about great. It, it yeah. still looks really good. Yeah. So, in terms of just its base kind of entertainment, action adventure entertainment, first three quarters, I do think toward mm. the end it starts to get a bit like, yeah, all right, okay, you know, fine, 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 mm. you know. But I, I still think it works at that level. Yeah. But in terms of its thematics, yeah, I think there are some it's like, yeah, what? problems. What? <laughs> you know. Uh, the, the only other thing, if I could just, just yeah, come back to, to John Hammond, 
uh, where I found Richard Attenborough as a kid, like the cuddly kind of grandpa figure, you're mm. absolutely right. He's a complete psychopath. Like, so bear in mind, his, his grandkids, his precious grandkids that he's been told to look after, th- there's a point in the film where no one knows what's happened to them. And he's what eating is he ice cream. Eating ice cream and complaining about the park. I was like, sir. Your, your, oh, my your God. expense has been spared. And I, I, I ran a flea market. And you're just thinking, Laura Davis must be sitting there like, your grandkids Kids might be dead. dead. And the thing is, like, this almost mild apathy to the danger that is posed to other people sort of runs through the entire franchise because nobody with even the mildest sense of empathy and concern for other human beings would be involved in this in the slightest. But a lot of people are just doing this as if they don't realise what they're actually doing. And I'm like, what is wrong with all of you? Yeah. Literally, what's wrong with all of you? I don't understand. But that, I think, is why it's so important, which I didn't really realise as a kid, it's so important that Jeff Goldblum is in the film. Yes, I love him because he's just such a thorn in the side yeah. of everything and yeah. the way in which he's touching things. I mean, the beginning of the film where he's he's, he's like jibing old, uh, uh, you know, uh, Richard Attenborough yeah. doing all that. Well, yeah, you know, you know, you couldn't even... And then the fact that Richard Hammond turned... Oh, no, not Richard Hammond. Richard um, Attenborough turns around and he's like, oh, I hate that man. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, where are the dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. Uh, and what was kind of interesting is, again, my re-appreciation of that character, because when I was a kid, he just seemed like the arrogant, spoiled sport. Yes, yeah. And now it was like he's saying literally yeah, everything he's the I'm thinking. one. I'm like, he is the sanest human yeah. being on this on, on this entire, like, field trip. Because at the, at the end of the film, proves his point. Because that's what he was saying from the yeah, very beginning. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. this. This doesn't make sense to do. And I just thought, yeah, exactly. Like, even our regular zoos with lions and tigers that we've been living with for the vast majority, we could barely have those under control. Yeah. I do think the film is aware of yeah. this. I don't... I, don't, I think yeah, that the exactly. film was a total sort of progress and yeah. technology. You would see some kind of reconciling with that, and I guess we'll yeah. talk about that yeah. as we get into the, the later ones, yeah, exactly. the franchise. Yeah. For this film, I think it's super aware of it yeah, to the it point is, yeah. where the whole thing falls apart. The, the whole thing falls apart. And you just wouldn't have stated, Jeff yeah. Goldblum's character. Yeah, you exactly. would not have it. So yeah. I, do, I do think that critique, it's yeah. just where I found it tipped over to the other side of being, you know, romanticist again like total dedication to nature but then a very stereotypical conventional notion of well what should other people be doing Mm. as in like our social relations also need to be defined along some very clear boundaries which are apparently within nature i.e. mum dad two kids you know a a genealogy so I I mean and I might be reading too much into the film I mean that's what we're here for Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I do I do think that, um, that it just was interesting it kind of tipped in that direction yeah. as well yeah I'm not sure the subsequent films I don't know how much of this we come back to that well trust me they get worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get way worse and I, like that one I was I was waiting to talk about that one because it's good yeah. that you mentioned it now yeah because I noticed that whole thing with the whole like family scene at the end when they're in the uh, um, helicopter and then the kids are like sleeping on his shoulder yeah. and then she's looking at him like oh I see you're you're actually quite good with, with children and he's like yeah yeah I'm just like is this meant to be the part that is sweet because 
I don't care about yeah. you and your yeah. cute children that are lying down in the helicopter. I'm looking down at that and like the Costa Rican government has to deal with that yes. shit. Like, <laughs> It's also it's so A to B. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just like he doesn't like kids. He meets he's some kids. kids. He, he has gets some problems. Oh, ergo now he's kind. I of, mean, you know, it is effectively just trauma bonding, cool. isn't it? Yeah, trauma bonding. That's literally yeah. all that happens. So he yeah. trauma bonds with some children, and now it's meant to be sweet, right? I'm, like I don't know. Could these kids have been spared like this trauma? Maybe. But like that's well, another thing. They've got a thing. psychopath for a grandfather. Exactly, so. they have a psychopath for a grandfather. Yeah. So what else did you expect? But anyway, my final rundown of this film yes. again. Those are my three key elements: capitalism, psychopathy, colonialism, and colonialism. Mm. And that's what I got out of Jurassic Park. And I'm sure this is going to ruin it for a lot of people. But <laughs> that's what I got. And that's oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the the last thing I'll say, I. So the science of the film, mm. right? Obviously now we know however many, you know, what has it been, 20 odd years, almost 20 odd years yeah, since this film came yeah. out. We know a lot more about, or we think we know a lot more about dinosaurs yeah. and so on um, in terms of what they looked like. Yeah. The one thing I think the film does, how to put it, like lampshade that, the fact they're going to be these inaccuracies. Yeah. It's not about creating dinosaurs as they were. Mm. So there's no actual sense of scientific fidelity. No. It literally is about marketing. Yes, exactly. that's what I said. It's literally yeah. it's capitalism. But, but I think the film also so is aware of, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because paleontologists or scientists who watch this film, I mean, the, the laughable thing at the beginning is the, is the scrubbing of the bones. Yes. Because... I, I think in reality you're not <laughs> perfectly preserved. You don't find, <laughs> you, don't you, you, find you might find like a fragment yeah, of a, a soft bit, fragment, a little bit of like a yeah. of like a skeleton or something. And you're gonna have to hope that it's from the, the two bits are from the same, same animal one, yeah. and so on. Yeah. So that's another thing that really stood out for me was just this idea that first of all they're putting as Laura Dern says they're putting shit together which are probably millennia apart and then at the same time that it's not about actual dinosaurs Mm. it is just about what people imagine it to be Be, uh, yeah Yeah. and then they just create this thing Mm. and of course it's just so that you can have a theme park attraction which again is another thing I'm going to revisit in one of the sequels so yeah. you know that is our speed run deep, deep dive oh, let, let's not call it a deep dive let's call it a dip dive into <laughs> Jurassic Park you know these dinosaurs of uh, Jurassic Park and yeah join us in the next episode where we're going to do the speed run of the sequel of this which, which was what The Lost, Lost World, World. Ju- uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. Yeah, not um, Jurassic Park Lost World Lost yeah I, World. I can't remember which one Jurassic it is Park. let's just call it Jurassic Park 2, two. Um, so that's what we're going to be discussing in the next one okay and we will see you in that one bye sorry I sound like a, a cantankerous bastard <laughs> so bye <laughs>